0: الرحيم إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده قد <تصفيق> قال تبارك وتعالى في كلامه المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyina wa shafi'ina wa habibina wa sanadina wa maulana muhammadi wa barik wa sallim Wa qala an-nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Man salla alayya saratan wahida Sallallahu alayhi biha ashrawu kama qala alayhi s-salatu wa s-salam Subhanaka la ilmanana illa ma allamtana innaka antal azizul hakim rabbi zidni ilma radd shahli sadri wa yassir li <laughs> amri wahlu al uqdatan min lisani The respected listeners assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh last jumaa we spoke about and began the subject of this auspicious month of dhul hijjah and during this month the advice that our nabī sallallahu alayhi wa sallam provided us in terms of what to focus on, what to do to receive and attain maximum benefit from this month. And last Friday, we went over general fasting and also an increase and frequenting the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the remembrance, specifically our Nabi alayhi salatu was-salam mentioned the tasmeeh, the tahmeed, the takbir, and the tahleed. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, and Allahu Akbar. Now alongside that, there are also specific actions that our Nabi alayhi salatu was-salam has emphasized and recommended the Ummah on specific days in Dhul Hijjah. So last week we looked at a general (coughs) attitude towards the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah and fasting whatever we can until the 9th and every day increasing in Dhikr. From or Progressing from that discussion We now look at how our Nabi alayhi salatu was Has emphasized specific actions On specific days of Dhul Hijjah And there are two actions On two different days That are specified By our Nabi alayhi salatu Number one is a specific fast On a specific day And number two Is the concept of udhiyah And the sacrificing Of an animal For Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal On a specific day Or a few days of Dhul So the first In a narration recorded by Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, in his Sahih, amongst others, the Sahabi in question relates, "Sooila Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam an arafa," that our Nabi, was once questioned. In respect to fasting on the day of Arafah. Now we're all aware or most of us will be aware of the significance of the day of Yawmu Arafah. The ninth of Dhul-Hijjah where the pilgrims perform the most important aspect of their hajj, the wukuf of arafat. They're standing, sitting, making du'a on the plain of Arafat. And from numerous collections in the books of Hadith, we find that the significance of this day is extraordinary. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy on the day of Arafah is unprecedented. Allah's forgiveness on this day is unprecedented. Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal grants pardon to so many people on this blessed day of Arafah. And because it's a ritual that is specific to the pilgrims, we cannot sit in our homes and say to Allah that I'm doing wukuf of Arafat in Morden. The wukuf of Arafat is specific to Arafat, the plain of Arafat. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's kindness and His mercy that He extends to the ummah is that everybody will not be able to perform hajj every single year. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends the virtue that is attained due to hajj to all the Muslims around the world. This is nothing shorter than the immense mercy of Allah upon us. That even though we are unable to make the travel to perform the hajj and to be on the plane of Arafat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still extends the blessings of Arafat to the Muslims wherever they may be. Okay. And what is the blessing? Sur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and saw Arafat. That to have a relationship, with the plain of Arafat And the pilgrims that are on the plain of Arafat The Sharia And the Prophet ﷺ Has emphasized fasting on the day of Arafat So just like we fast in the month of Ramadan There is a fast specific to the day of Arafat And so the Sahaba when the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned that this is a fast, they questioned, Ya Rasulullah. what is this fast? Why are we fasting and what does, it, what does it give us? We know why we're fasting, because it's the day of Arafat. And Allah's mercy and Allah's blessings descend in tremendous amounts on this day. So we understand, but what are we going to achieve? Faqara Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa al that you have asked what you will attain through fasting on this day, then listen, O companions, that for fasting on the day of Arafat, Allah will expiate and remove the sins of the previous year, Al so the sins that you committed in the previous year, insha'Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove them. And the sins that are being referenced here, because if it's just the fast without tawbah, it's sagha'ir, it's the minor sins. But if it's fasting with tawbah for the sins that you have committed, then it's sagha'ir and kabair. So, the Prophet ﷺ says, as sanatan ma'diya. That for the previous year that you have committed sins, Allah will forgive you of those sins, wal and it's also an expiation for the sins that are going to take place the following year. Hazrat Sheikh Mawlana Muhammad wa Barra He says that this hadith. It gives the subtlety that if you fast the day of Arafat Allah will keep you alive for one more year Because it can only be be expiated if you're alive So for one fast The previous year's sins are forgiven And the coming year's sins are forgiven So that is the first specific action That our Nabi has emphasized in terms of a day in Dhul-Hijjah And when does that take place? On the 9th of Dhul-Hijjah So in our case, that fast, if one is intending to keep insha'Allah Will take place on the coming Thursday On the Thursday, insha'Allah if you make that tahiyah and that intention That I will fast the day of Arafat this is the reward to look forward to That Allah will expiate the sins of the previous year And the sins that will come the following year Just uh, we have to mention these subtleties and side notes that, that doesn't mean that if you keep this fast That you have a license to sin for the next year This is not what the Prophet ﷺ is saying So that's number one Number two, the second specific action emphasized on a day of Dhul-Hijjah is the most relevant of practices to those that are not on the Hajj And that is the sacrificing of an animal for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and no other intention So on other days we sacrifice animals to eat, to consume or in the case of an aqiqah, if a child is born, two small animals for a boy, one for a girl, this is a practice that's done for a purpose. But in terms of worship, where one sacrifices, and this, sacrifice, this sacrificial animal and the concept of sacrificing, it's very prevalent in other faiths. And uh, whether that be worshipping one Allah or the concept of sacrifice is very prevalent in other practices. But in Islam, there is no other occasion Except on the day of Eid Where the sacrifice is presented to Allah No other time in the year where one sacrifices as an ibadah You sacrifice with a purpose You want to eat, you sacrifice the animal But in terms of sacrificing for ibadah of Allah No other junction where it is sanctioned other than the day of Eid Other than at the time of Eid and what is it? Again, we don't have much time, so there is much to speak about, but just to give you that zeal of what we should be aiming for in these days. What does the Prophet ﷺ say about the sacrificial animal and about the concept of sacrifice? So again, we look back into the ahadith and the statements of the Prophet ﷺ, and the Sahaba Kiram and on one occasion, they asked the Messenger, Ma al adwahi ya Rasulallah, that what is this practice of udhiyya and sacrificing an animal? So, in this statement, the question is, where is its origin and what do we get? Well, they'll ask that specifically afterwards. So, the Prophet said, Sunna abiikum Ibrahim salawatullahi wa salamu this is the practice of your father Ibrahim ala wa alayhi salatu And this isn't the occasion, but we all know the story of where it comes from, his willingness to sacrifice Ismail alayhi salatu salam. So we'll leave that for the moment. So this is the origin. The origin of this willingness to sacrifice for Allah was so beloved to Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sanctioned this practice for the rest of eternity the willingness to sacrifice for Allah, was so beloved to Allah, that this practice is sanctioned until Yawmul Qiyamah. Every year, there's no time until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends this world where the ulama will stand up and say, we don't need to sacrifice animals anymore, it's not possible. If the criteria of sacrificing are met, then this sacrifice will take place ila yawm al abikum Ibrahim, number one. So the sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what do we get for it? If we do this, then what are we going to attain? Faqala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wa sallam, شَعْرَةٍ مِّنَ hasana. The Prophet said that for every strand of wool on the back of that sacrificial animal and obviously the Prophet was referring to sheep at this time. For every strand of wool that's on the back of that animal, you will receive one hasana. In another hadith where he advises Sayyiduna Fatima عنها, His daughter To sacrifice an animal He gives another والسلام, Reward He says before the blood of Before the blood of the sacrificial animal Drops on the earth beside you If anybody has had the uh, Honor I would say Of being present at the sacrificial animal Then you will know the process and how when the veins are slit, then the blood rushes forward. And this is what the Prophet is emphasizing. He says, picture how quickly the blood drops. He says, Before that blood drops on the earth beside you, it drops in Allah." And what that means is it, its acceptance is immediate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is that acceptance? Every strand of wool Every strand of hair Whatever animal there is That's being sacrificed Whatever it's on on its back Every strand of fiber of wool That's on the back of that animal Is equivalent to one reward One hasana How many thousands Hundreds of thousands If not even more than that Of reward is one entitled to For one sacrificial animal One sacrifice And so the two practices That our Nabi alayhi salatu was salam Has specified For specific days In these ten days of Dhul Hijjah Is number one Try and fast the day of Arafah And the reward is The recompense and the Expiation sorry Of the sins of the previous year And the coming year And number two if one has the means and one fits the criteria of Nisab Then one, according to the jurisprudence of the Hanafi school of thought It's binding, it's wajib, to offer the sacrificial animal It's not an option And so if we haven't, then make the preparations from now there are, If you're able to, like I said, the sacrificing of an animal yourself is, is very different To just eating and consuming the meat Honestly, I've experienced that a couple of times in my life It doesn't happen because in the countries that we live To actually go out and sacrifice an animal Living in London, it's almost near I mean, it's not impossible, I shouldn't say that But it's very, very difficult And from the sunnah of the sacrificial animal Is that that should be the first thing that you consume on that day You can only do that if you sacrifice the animal yourself so if you're able to, then insha'Allah do, if not, then make the preparations of having the sacrificial animal done for you. It's a very important practice, it's the practice of our father Ibrahim and the rewards are unrelenting. You can't imagine what Allah is giving for this specific dedication of worship to Allah, which he doesn't ask for us on any other occasion. Throughout the entire year He doesn't say you need to sacrifice an animal for me It's not an ibadah that is mandated by Allah So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us the tawfiq There is still time The fast is still to come on Thursday The udhiyya is still to take place On the Friday Or the day after um, The days of Ayyam al-Tashriq um, So brothers and sisters inshallah, please make the relevant preparations ensure that your Udhiya is done If you're able to do it in this country um, it, it creates an atmosphere of Eid That is then lost if it is done elsewhere But of course at times it's not possible to do it Then inshallah just make sure that the Udhiya is done on your behalf um, uh, Some of the general rulings before we give time for the Adhan inshallah Is that a lot of questions are being asked about the clipping of the nails Uh, and the cutting of the hair if one is performing the ubhiya based on a hadith recorded by Imam Muslim the ulama who have analyzed this hadith have differed in its interpretation Um, the general understanding uh, from the from three schools of thought, from the Hanafi school of thought, the Shafi'i school of thought and the Maliki school of thought is that this uh, prohibition is not wajib Uh, the Hanafi school of thought say it's mustahab to avoid trimming the nails and clipping the nails Imam Ahmad holds, uh, holds the firmest opinion where he says that this is necessary if you're doing the udhiyya, you are not allowed, it is wrong to clip the nails or the hair uh, that's up to you then inshallah but there is flexibility within there it's preferable to stay away from clipping the nails and cutting the hair but if you're unable to for hygiene purposes, then you won't be sinful. There is no blame uh, associated to the person who has to cut their nails or cut their hair. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. Allah give us the ability to benefit from whatever is left of these blessed days of Dhul-Hijjah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us the tawfiq to implement those practices that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has emphasized for us to, uh, to implement in these days of Dhul-Hijjah. Wa akhiru dawan. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdih. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Wa nasjadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nas wa natubu ilayik. Jazakumullahu khaira. Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Just wait for the adhan. The adhan is going to go off, inshaAllah. Who's doing the adhan? Adhan. Adhan. Sorry? Buckets, run them, run them, run them quickly, quickly.